Close more deals faster with the industry's easiest and most effective sales and marketing platform, Boomtown. What happens when you combine powerful technology, constant innovation, and a hardworking professional like you? Four times the transaction volume. Boomtown fuels your database with qualified leads and helps you run your business from one central hub, empowering you with the right tools and strategies to grow the business you've always wanted. Visit BoomtownROI.com to get started. You deserve the Boomtown Effect. This is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. I'm super excited today to have with me Candy Miles Crocker, who I just described as a Swiss Army knife. She's had so many different experiences and wears a lot of hats, from being a coach to a trainer to a manager of a real estate office and to this day an active realtor. Candy, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Brad. How are you today? I'm good. And you are in D.C., right? Yes, I am. You looking over our president and our Congress to make sure they do a good job, or is that impossible? Oh, uh, yeah, that's 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 not my job. That's This Swiss Army knife doesn't do that. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah, in fact, it's kind of scary what we might want to do with that knife with those politicians. See, uh, I didn't want to go there, Brad, but... <laughs> I'll take you there, Candy. I've known you for a long time. We've had you in all the stages at Inman many times, and... Uh, Every time you're on stage, you not only deliver powerful information, but I've always loved because you have such a positive attitude. And I did a Zoom call with your uh, company about two weeks ago, and right. your smiling face helped me that day. So I want to thank you Good. for that. Your optimism just uh, is beautiful, always has been. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's I, 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 I've always been described as having rose-colored glasses, and I love my rose-colored glasses. Oh, I'm glad you have them because a lot of people are whiners and uh, it's nice to have uh, winners along with the whiners. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Candy. Um, let's go through a list here. You, you have done so much. Um, let's go through a list of what various people need to do now to support agents. Um, you know, it looks like we're getting back to business. It, there's definitely been transactions, but not at the level we may all want. But let's just start with... You've been affiliated with, I guess, Long and Foster. That's not a franchise, really. Is it a franchise? No. no, no, no. Not. Okay, let's just start with broker owners. What do brokers owners need to do right now? And managers. Let's talk about managers because you've been in the hot right. seat there. What do they need to do now to support agents? I think what they need to do is a lot what agents need to do with their clients. And that is strengthen that relationship. Because a lot of times, a lot of companies, they focus on recruitment and they don't talk about retention and right. agents don't use they don't leave brokerages for big reasons it's always something little and just like our clients want to feel appreciated and needed now's the time for brokers to reach out to their clients agents call them up send them a post personal note and say how are you doing through yeah. all of this what can we do to make this a little bit easier for you and all those personal touches that you know, we kind of lose in that day to day. We need to get back to that and do those touches because that was going to bring us all through this together. Because right now, a lot of people are feeling very isolated and, and real estate is isolating in and of itself. And now with COVID, it makes it even worse. And so I think it's incumbent upon managers and brokers. And I mean, high up brokers. I mean, the president of the companies, the VPs, everywhere down the food chain reach out to those agents and not just your top producing agent. What about the ones who have those low slips, who are, are your bread and butter for making money? 
you know, call them and say, we really appreciate you. Hang in there. What do you need from us? You know, I've noticed, Candy, that I don't ever remember. In fact, I put this in Facebook, coast to coast. I don't remember a time that broker owners, many of them, at least the ones I've observed, have been more engaged, like having daily, daily, every morning, Craig Mc, um, what's his name? Craig McFarlane, I think is his name. Yes. And um, Atlanta. He has a AM, 8 a.m. call every single day with his agents. He's never talked to his agents more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a fantastic thing. And the agents are coming on, you know, they're, they're showing up. And uh, top producers and, you know, the agents that don't produce that much volume. Right. Um, and we, we've seen that too. With our, we do a lot of training in my office. I'm the training director for our office. And we have found more engagement with training on the Zoom calls than ever in person. So, so you place the in-person training with Zoom calls. What do you think? Will that persist after this is all over? If you can reach that many people digitally, why, why would we go back? Right. Well, I do like the, the hand holding, the, the touching, because some people need that. But I think what we can do is incorporate both of those things into what we do in the future. So we can do in, in-person training uh, for those who need it and want it. But at the same time, it's all part of the Zoom call. Yeah. So those who don't need the in-person, they can still be actively involved, get the information, get the training they need. And I think you can do both. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to learn in the future is, you know, how to better manage our time. Right. Also, offices. It seems to me they serve a purpose, but we've discovered the digital alternative. That, too, seems like some of that's going to go by the wayside, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and we've been seeing this coming. Well, I've seen it coming for a very, very long time. I would say for the last 10 years, you can see the decline of agents actually coming into the office and fewer and fewer of the agents demanding office space and, you know, that designated corner office with the window and all that kind of shenanigans. That's going away. And I think with with this time that we're in, it's going to decrease those numbers even further. So brokers are going to have to really think about do we need all of these brick and, brick and mortar buildings? Because who's going to be in them? And as a result, you know, I think commercial real estate is going to be in for a rude awakening because that office space is not going to be needed. I really don't think. I think agents have seen that they can do their business just as effectively, if not more effectively, from their home. And you know. A, uh, managers have done a great job of keeping the culture up with the Zoom calls. A, my manager has happy hours on Fridays. He has trainings all during the week. And so you're still keeping the culture without the cost of the building. You know, it's interesting. You know, we always whine and complain that we, the, the caliber of the agent, the training, they don't, you know, have it, no one attends. Maybe we've upgraded the whole, you know, agent community here through this experience. Just because we know they're absorbing Inman news at a greater level than ever. We have more readers, more subscribers, and the page views are crazy. You know, I guess in any other time, they don't have time. Um, time is so precious, but now time, you know, it's kind of like some days you go, oh, I wish this day would end. You know, you have so much time. But it, it feels to me like people are really engaged in learning in a way I've never seen by the the community, the larger real estate community. I agree. And I, and I, don't think people didn't have time before. 
it's that they didn't make time or didn't use their time as effectively and efficiently as they do right now. And so now they're taking advantage of, now that I have time to breathe, now let me look at all the opportunities that I've slept on for the past you know, decade or so because I quote unquote, didn't have time. I just don't think agents used their time very well in the past. And I think now has forced everybody to look at how they use their time. And we do have a little bit more time because we're not driving to and from the office. We're not driving as many clients around. So now with that added time, what am I gonna do with it? And training, reading up on different you know, trends, that's how people are using their time. now. I think agents are just um, using that time that way. What do you think, um, if we look at the real estate industry, well, let me ask you a different question. When did you enter the business? Good times or bad? Uh, it was good and then it went bad. I, was, I entered in 2000. Okay, so that was right around 9-11, right? Is it? Right, right after that. And then it was good for about four years. And then, well. Things went really bad. <laughs> things went really south. But the good news is, is because I'm in Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C. is always a destination. And so while, matter of fact, I had one of the best years of my career during, you know, 2005, 2006, 2007, because I just had to amp up and do more because people still need to buy and sell. So I've been through that wave. And I think this is another wave. Even now, I've had clients who, buyers especially, uh, a lot of my buyers are, are women, single, and they're... Um, they travel a lot for their jobs. And they said before, I haven't had time to focus on real estate or buying a house, but now that I'm not traveling, let's buy a house. I've had three that came out in COVID that just like, it's time for me to buy a house. Interesting. Yeah. Let's give some advice. Imagine, take yourself back to 2000, you're a brand new agent. Mm -hmm. um, first question is some people theorize because of unemployment, more people are going to come into the industry because the barriers to enter are so low. And as you know, it's something you can get into and get up and going and maybe, you know, at least early on earn a sliver of income, even with its rentals, whatever. Um, do you think the agent pool is going to expand or is it going to contract because there's not enough business for the agents we have? I don't, I don't really think it's going to expand because during this time, before you jump into this new career, you've had time to do research. Like when I got into the business, I did no research, which I don't recommend that for anybody. But, you know, it takes a long time to get your business up and running. As you know, it could take anywhere from four to six to nine months before you get your first transaction, let alone your first commission check. So if you're unemployed and you don't have a, you know, um, a safety net or a lot of savings on hand, you're gonna just look to go nine months without any additional income. In the meantime, you're paying out the fees for the associations, for the MLS, for the lockboxes, all that type of stuff. Money's going out and nothing's coming in. And I actually think that more agents will actually leave the business after the time we're in now because they're not finding that they can get clients, that they can't sustain their business. And those agents who came up really fast, who were new and came up really fast and just got lucky, um, and never really built, built their foundation for their business in terms of, you know, how they do their marketing and staying in touch with people and how to generate business. I think they're going to slip out too, because this is a job that you have to constantly work. 
And, you know, when people look at, you know, my book, Reality of Real Estate, people look at reality television and say, oh, that's easy. I can do that. And nothing is as easy as it looks. It takes time to build a business. Exactly. Yeah. It's, if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't true. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's go through the, if you were entering the market today, brand new agent, um, what advice would you give them? Three things you would tell them to do. One, two, three. Okay. Manage your expectations, number one. Um, because like I just said, your business is not going to be built overnight. Um, you're not going to just jump in this business and get into the luxury market like so many people do. Uh, want. You have to do the work. That's number two. Do the work. No one is going to hand you any business. No one's going to, your manager doesn't have a box full of leads to give you. You have to hustle and you have to do the work. And the third thing is don't think you know everything because you don't. And you have to be able to ask for help if that comes in the form of a mentor or additional training or whatever, you don't know what you don't know. And you're gonna make us all look bad if you go out there half cocked and not knowing what you're doing and make a huge mistake. You could cost your client a lot of money, cost yourself a lot of money. So ask questions um, and just sit back, learn, be quiet. Don't be the one that has to talk all the time because you don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a little harsh, but you just- No, you no, I think you're right. I mean this is the time to listen more than talk anyway, I would argue, you know, if we're going to be, have a high emotional IQ, as I say, we've got to be extraordinarily empathetic, but if you're brand new, you better listen a lot. This is Brad Inman. Thanks for listening to my daily dispatch. Now here's a word from our sponsor. The best of the best trust Boomtown technology to power their business. That's why year after year, the Real Trends Top 250 is dominated by Boomtown users. And why powerhouse top producers like Veronica Figueroa, Kyle Whistle, and Tim Heil take to the stage at Inman Connect, sharing their success stories and strategies for growing a competitive business with Boomtown. To get a behind the scenes look at Boomtown in action, visit boomtownroi.com. Let's just go generationally. Uh, we got the the brand new young agents. We got a lot of people working now for Inman in that early 20s. Um, and then we've got millennials and Gen X. And then if you look across the agent pageantry here, um, will they all equally succeed because the principles are the same? Or do you see some of the older ages checking out, giving up some of the broker owners checking out, giving up? What do you think? Is this going to be a generational tide, I guess, which is kind of what happened in 2010, 11, 12. A new generation of agents came in. They were tech savvy. They were more open-minded. They were more diverse. Um, What do you think might happen this time? Any ideas? I think that it won't be as dramatic as we saw back then. I do think some of the older agents will probably drop off because there is a huge influx of technology that they may want to learn, but they can't learn it fast enough to keep up. And so as a result, it just gets frustrating and maybe their clients get frustrated because they can't uh, interact as a a younger agent or a more experienced agent could. And I'm talking about maybe agents who are like 70 plus or something, you know, who, who want, who have the desire to learn it, but just can't grasp it in the time it takes because Technology is changing so, so very quickly that it's hard to keep up. And 
On the other side of that, the younger agents um, who rely heavily on technology, I think this is a time that you need that personal touch. So they might be frustrated because like you mentioned in our call, your agent, you know, dropped off a leg of lamb. New agents don't even think about doing something like that. You know, it's all about, you know, email, texting, videos, doing this and this and this, instead of just saying, what does Brad want? What does Brad like without my name plastered on the side of it, you know? And I think that's where they're going to come into some challenges of their own, because I think right now people need some, some warmth, some relationship. They don't need a cold text or, and not that texts are cold, but you know what I mean? It's just, I need somebody to think that they care about me. Yeah. And your text is not helping matters. Well, you know, I tell that story about the realtor leaving the leg of lamb. Now, when I do these Zoom calls, Candy, I got to tell you, um, everyone has been mailing me. I've got Omaha steaks. I've got barbecue ribs from Memphis. <laughs> I've got dish from chips from Florida. I got, I got the craziest things. I've got That's hilarious. Yeah, it, it's beautiful, though. This, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, competitors are collaborators now in this time. I think we're all in this together. It's all one big industry. I've been so impressed by the Emmy community coming together. Yeah. Let me ask you, Candy, a question. Uh, we got a Connect Now coming up. You know, it's a big conference in a week. And you look oh, down yeah. that list of CEOs, and we got them all. But, you know, all guys, what do we need to do to shake this part of the equation up? You know, Inman tries, as you know, to, I think we're pretty good at it. We, we show all the stripes of the, of the flag of the human community on stage. And, but it still comes down to like, I wish the CEO of Zillow, I like Rich Barton, but I wish it was, you know, candy or somebody. What's wrong here? What's broken here across you the know, I have been struggling with that. I think since I've gotten into real estate and I just keep wondering why, and I, I posed this question to you when we first met also, it's, I don't know why people of color and women are just constantly overlooked because we are just as smart, if not smarter, we're more innovative and we just don't have the right skin tone or we, we didn't, you know, we weren't in the right fraternity, whatever it is. I don't, I don't have the answer and I wish I had the answer because I look at, you know, the, the list of corporate executives and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why does it have to be this way? And I think it starts at the top and they have to realize, and I don't know if it's not, if it's exposure, I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to believe that it's exposure in this day and age that you can't find someone of color or a woman who represents your values, who has the knowledge and the skill set to represent your company and yeah. to be a face of your company. And I think it's a conscious decision to stay in within what's comfortable for you. Yeah. You know, if I'm an old white man, old white guy, then that's what's comfortable for me. I want another old white guy that I can relate to. You yeah. know, I may not be able to relate to this other person of color. So therefore, I'm going to stay within my comfort zone. But if you get out of your comfort zone, magical things can happen. Oh. You know, they can transform transform your company and actually draw more people to it to it. Because I have this conversation with agents all all different brokerages as to why we aren't represented yeah do you have any thoughts on why these large companies don't even have people of color on their boards you know nothing yeah i think it's uh i mean years ago we made a pledge that 
half the stage would be women. I remember. Started with that. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to do. Yes. Yes. And there's plenty. We're of, out there. We're out there. Yeah, like you and others, so many. Yes. It's a little bit of work, um, but you know you can be negligent. You got to be vigilant. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of CEOs, I can't get a woman of color from Redfin as CEO because he's not. He's not. <laughs> Glenn is a white guy. Um, right. So then why do those companies, I just think it's patterns of behavior that just, you know, corporate America got stuck. And there's certain examples, but even look at the technology world. I was just looking at hospitality. Mm -hmm. uh, so many industries uh, suffer from this. It's just got to be a deliberate. It's, it's really simple. It's like anything. Yeah, I, 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 th I think it's deliberate, actually. I don't think they're, they're even making the attempt to go out and look at the talent that's out there. Yeah. Like, well, we don't have to. I have my, my frat brother who, you know, he did some well at this other company. I'm just going to bring him over. I know yeah. him. I like him. Right. We have the same values. I'm going to go take the, the easiest path possible. And I think that's what happens constantly. Well, let's you and I commit to roaring up the Inman community, not just ceremonial one time or another, but every day, okay? Sure. I'm I'm there. I am there. And I know your commitment to it because you and I have talked about it. So let's what's one word to the Emmy community before we wrap it up? Any any advice to this? You know, it's about a million readers in the real estate industry across all the the various sectors. What would you like to see out of the tech company? I've been railing them to give us a better virtual walkthrough. You know, they're still kind of clunky. But talk about the tech community. What should they be doing to deliver the goods to the real estate industry? See, um, virtual tours, I, that's, that's one of my sticky points. I'm not a big fan because so many, I think there are a percentage of buyers who have to buy sight unseen. We get that. But I think the majority of people, even with a virtual tour, unless you have um, floor plans for every level of the house, a virtual tour is just like a mishmash of pictures of the house. It doesn't tell me if my piano will fit there, if my credenza will sit over here. It doesn't tell me anything. So I think it, virtual tour is one of those things that agents grasp onto to tell, to tell the public, oh, this is what we're doing. We're doing this for you. And it really doesn't help the consumer. I've talked to my buyers and I've, I said, how do you feel about virtual tours? It's like, well, we can't really see the space as well as we would like to because we still don't know if our furniture will fit there. Yeah. So I think we have to kind of get off of the internal lingo and really ask consumers, what do you need? And it's kind of like an online date, Candy, right? I mean, you can see their pictures and read about them, but until right. you sit across them at Starbucks and realize the guy's got bad breath, you know, you don't, right. you know, you're right. right. But it, they have taken hold here. I think maybe yes, just because we can't see the house and we're eager to see houses. When the technology gets better, maybe we'll get there. How I think about the technology has to improve, yes. How about what's your call to action to the franchise community? Any any advice for the big brands? What what do they need to be doing? It is it the same thing? Communicate, communicate. What would you like to I, see I, the big brands? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the same thing. I think it's across the board. And I and I really have to put a plug in for my agents um, that I've worked with during this time. They have been so nice. And agents can be bullies. I'm telling you, they can just be some of the biggest bullies. Like if a financing falls through, they want to blame you. Well, I'm not buying the house. But agents have been so understanding through this time 
And it just makes me wonder why we can't be this way normally. Yeah. Why can't we be compassionate when someone's financing falls through or if they lose their job or something is delayed? Why can't we do that? And I think this is what we have learned during this time that we can be nicer to one another and still get the transaction to settlement and everybody's happy because right now everybody is more sympathetic and empathetic about what's going on and we need to carry that into the future and i think um brokerages need to keep up that level of engagement um across the board because agents they, they whine a lot and you know they whine a lot so the way to pacify that is to communicate better with them you know extend that hand make these calls send them notes do everything that agents do with clients and i think everybody will come out of this much 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 better and engagement 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 engage but engage with your agents brokerages engage with your age um with your agents high executives the ceos every level everybody Come out Not of that corner office. I think the corner office is dead anyway in this new age. Right. It right. Well, it's it's not. It was wrong anyway. The corner. Well, office. it needs it needs to be dead, but it's yeah, not dead. Exactly. It's not dead. It's a lot of top down management, and yep. now is the time to go in, you know, and talk to your agents and say, okay, what do you need from us now? This yep. world that we live in has changed. What is it would make your life easier right. that we can do instead of all the top down? Go from the ground up. Deliver the goods. Let's, Flip it over. I like it. Wouldn't that be cool if they did that? Tell us about your book so everyone can order it. Okay, so my book, The Reality of Real Estate, like I said earlier, everyone thinks that being a real estate agent is so, so glamorous and fun and easy and all that. It is fun, but it is a hustle. And if you're not in it for the hustle, don't get in it at all because it's work. Every day we have to get up and work and we have to make something happen every single day. And if you're the mindset, they're just going to sit back and like, a, oh, I'm going to sell a million dollar house here and there. Don't waste your time, money, energy, anything. Get the reality book. of real estate. Candy, where do they get it? Amazon? Can they get it? Amazon. On Amazon. Amazon. Reality of real estate. Physical book or is it also an ebook? Physical book and it's an ebook. Great. Hey, listen, so good to hear your voice. You made me feel better about the day. It's going to make a week. It's the way to start out. If you want to start out your week, really cool. Call Candy. She'll, she'll make it so good. And thanks for tackling all these issues because I think they're all important. And let's you and I keep up the good fight on everything I know we both believe in. And uh, uh, any last word? Just keep doing what you're doing, Brad. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to spread love and joy wherever I go. There you go. This is Brad Inman checking out. Tune in soon to my next dispatch.